Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue, your one-stop shop for peace and love on the airwaves, a safe space for people of color and our allies. Join us every week as we have real dialogue with people going through real life. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some. Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue. This is your host, Ty Davis, and I am in the studio here today with my guest host, Elle Lachey Farmer, and I'm introducing today my second favorite millennial entrepreneur, Jessica Mill of the Pussy Party Podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, happy to be here. I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for coming on. You are my second uh, millennial entrepreneur guest this month. Um, I wanted to bring you on because, listen, everybody, I listen to her podcast because I think it is just so amazing that we have a woman. I know it's challenging because I see some of the answers you get, uh, the interactions online, but to be a woman and to talk about women's sexuality openly is an act. It's a revolutionary act, um, for especially for people in my age generation uh, we're not always allowed that space so again I'd like to thank you for creating that space thank you yes that's a perfect way to define it because I actually call myself a sex culture revolutionary so that works perfectly <laughs> alrighty well listen and today I wanted to really give the opportunity for my guest co-host to take the interview over and have this conversation with you um, because the two of you, your brands are so in line with one another. So without further ado, I'm going to pass you off to El Lachey Farmer. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, my name is El Lachey Farmer. Uh, she uh, told me about your podcast probably a couple weeks ago. And uh, I went to the Instagram and the first thing I said was, yes, yes, because we need that. Awesome. Good, good. I mean, it's been a lot of positive feedback. Honestly, I really haven't got much in the negative. So this makes me feel great, especially coming, you know, from women that, um, you know, would be like my mentors that I would look up to. So thank you very much. Hey, what do, uh, do you get feedback from men? I get feedback from both women and men, and um, I haven't really had any negative reactions from men at all, um, mainly them asking me questions to, like, help them be better for, like, the women that they're dealing with. Oh. Um, I've only got a few, I wouldn't even say negative, but apprehensive comments from women, and usually it's a cry for help because they themselves have been dealing with shame, trauma don't feel sexy, don't feel loved, have some kind of like self-love or insecurity issue. And like, I end up doing this therapy session that has nothing to do with sex at all with okay. them. So besides that, everybody else is like, yes, I feel you. Or they'll say, I don't feel uh, shut down. I feel very empowered. And I'm like, great, because we need you people that, you know, are free like me so that, you know, we can show that there's more of us out there than the latter. You know, I'm I'm all about normalizing sexuality. You know, let's normalize mm -hmm. the fact that it's okay to feel good. And I I am interested right. in uh, you said you get apprehensive comments from women, and a lot of that stems from insecurity. So I'm curious, like, what are what are some of the things you tackle in uh, the therapy conversation? 
Um, well, just for the record, I'm not a therapist. Um, it's just my form of it. But um like let's put, say for example, I had like the month of March, it was like all about sucking dick. You know, because taking PJ Day, I had an episode called Dick Sucker Lover. And, you know, I post pretty provocative um, posts to advertise that the episodes are out and stuff. And I ask questions to get a lot of engagement between men and women under my post. So I had posted about, you know, are you team spit or team swallow? Kind of, you know, just being funny. Mm -hmm. And a girl responded to me and said, I'm neither. I would never do those disgusting things. One, because it's nasty, and two, because no man would ever want to engage with me like that because I'm a virgin, and I don't believe in that, and no man ever wants to be with a woman who doesn't have sex. Oh, really? So, yeah. So that, like, there's an onion of things that she threw up on me in just those, like, two, three sentences, you know? I mean, just her saying that she thought it was nasty, and then, two, her saying no man would ever want to be with her because of the sexual screams. I have a self-love issue or some kind of personal insecurity, you know, and I'm, I'm saving myself for marriage. And then we had dove deeper into the conversation and she said she had religious reasons why she was saving herself for marriage, but she also had issues with people from the church saying that she was weird or different or something like that. So she had shame from the church too. So it wasn't even necessarily like religious reasons. So we ended up, going back and forth and I really pushed her to like say something positive about herself because she was saying how she wasn't attractive, all these things. So really her responding to me was her crying for somebody to understand her and to um, engage with her. So um, that was like a week of, you know, us going back and forth. And she even commented on one of my posts, you know, I would never, he's going to have to go get his dick sucked by somebody else because I wouldn't do that. And, oh, wow. I, and some guy some guy has said, like, how you look, you better suck it. And the men oh, and the awesome. women came for him. The women came for him. I didn't even have to do anything. The women were, like, crazy attacking him. And he apologized, and he, you know, came correct. So then I had to call off the dog and say, all right, ladies, you know, we're not going to, oh, that apology not good enough. We're going to, you know, accept people if they see their faults. And then he actually had some really insightful things to say to her, like, you know, why do you feel like that? And, you know, the women were really giving her a lot of encouragement. So it really created a community where she was able to get a lot of support. So I did my job, mission accomplished. Yeah, I think that's awesome because there is a lot of uh, negative attitudes surrounding sexuality, especially with women. And um, you did use yeah. the word shame. And mm -hmm, I want to mm -hmm. talk about that because that shame stops a lot of women from achieving their best sexuality. You know, the, just even the, everything that you uh, described that this young lady said to you, um, she's not even willing to try things that she might enjoy because of shame. And she doesn't right. even know whether she right. like it or not. Right. So, and I think a Absolutely. lot of that is uh, pressure to be chosen because, you know, no man would want to be with the woman who enjoys X, Y, and Z. And I was probably, I would, I would say maybe 33, 34 before I started saying, no, this is what I deal with in the bedroom. This is not what I like. This is what I like. Up until that, I was Definitely. having sex with other people. Mm -hmm. you know? And it takes a, a lot to say, um, I'm going to have sex for me and enjoy it. Right. And then in turn, when you do that, they 
enjoy it as well. Like it's a odd thing of like giving yourself that energy, how it gives it to the other person versus giving the other person, you know, having sex with the other person and you're not really ever getting it back. So it's odd how the energy works like that. One of the things I liked about your post is uh, they celebrate women, you know, so there's, there's definitely a way to embrace sexuality and um, still have feminine empowerment attached because a lot of the stigma that you get is if you want to do things like uh, suck dick or do anal, that's uh, for a man. Women don't enjoy things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I did enjoy your anal post. That was part, I think that was the first post I saw. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was the first one post. went crazy. <laughs> and honestly, I have not responded to anybody on there because I just let all of my followers take the reins because what I felt interesting about that when I, I direct some of my questions to the men versus to the women. And I do that because the Pussy Party Podcast, yes, it's for women, it's empowering for women, but it's inclusive to men. Like, we are not male bashers. I love men. I love everything about a man, you know. Um, so I definitely want to bring them into the conversation and bring us together. And I had men talking about how they were discouraged because for whatever reason, they were told no, and it came okay. And there were a lot of men helping men, but even more women helping men get what they, you know, wanted and telling them ways to do it. And I thought that that was pretty awesome to have a lot of women who were experiencing anal one and giving tips, you know, on top of that, where usually it's not like that. Right. That's beneficial for the culture, you know, being able to have those mm-hmm. type of conversations uh, about sex. And I think that it's important to even, you know, make men feel comfortable to have these conversations. Because a lot of times they apply the same template to all women. You know, they're getting advice from other men who don't care about how women feel sexy. Right, of course. You know, it's different to hear, um, this is how I like anal, <laughs> come from a woman. It's a different exactly, point of view. Exactly. And um, I will say, you know, for the record, I want to apologize to any man that I ever uh, disrespected sexually um, by allowing him <laughs> to feel like, you know, it was just too much. I'm sorry, just for the record, let me say that while we record. But um, I do think there's a certain level of empowerment that comes with being able to say, I enjoy this, not because of you. I suck dick because I enjoy sucking dick, not because of your dick. Right. You know, right. I enjoy sucking dick. But then dick. there's a theory on top when I do also have that connection with you and you can benefit also. Yes. Yes. And I think that uh, especially, you know, I appreciate seeing a millennial podcast discussing this because we have a lot of young women who are still in that phase. You know, they're not being satisfied and they're getting involved with people that don't care about their climax and don't care about, you know, they're letting off trauma penis and they're not caring about how they're receiving it. You know, there's a lot of levels to it. Right. And, you know, I would beg to differ just a little bit because I feel like generationally, uh, I mean, yeah, there are still tons of women who are not receiving it or getting it how they were like, and even not vocalizing it. But I feel like my generation, like that percentage of women who are not having mm-hmm. is way more. My generation, like, we're demanding those old guys. We are in the age of information. We're in the age of, you know, access. And so, you know, I think there's, like, privilege of empowerment that we have that like y'all generation kind of instilled in us 
that I'm super appreciative of. So we are getting more, but there's still so much. Like, you know, I talk about how, you know, they say we only use, what, 10 or 15% of our brain, mm-hmm. right? But look at everything that we've accomplished with that 10 or 15%. I feel like it's the same thing when it comes to our pussies. Like, we've only accessed a very small amount of, you know, sensation and pleasure and power that our pussies have. And, you know, we've done a lot with that, but there's still so much more that's yeah. on the other side. Pussy so power is I'm valuable. excited to tap into the other side. Right. It's valuable. You know, pussy gets a lot of things done. There have been wars fought over pussy, you know, and a lot of times we forget that knowing what we want as women, you know, even with, if I'm having sex with somebody and they make a comment of this being their pussy, I'm like, absolutely not. This is mine. What, right. do you, what do you mean? You know, but even, just even things like that, we don't think about as women that we're giving away our power. When we Definitely. You can buy rent it for about a few hours. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow it for, you know, just a little bit, but when you leave, it's mine. It's so, mine, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want to change that narrative. It's yours, honey. It's yours. <laughs> but uh, another question I, I have for you: What uh, what type of I know you you're about the female empowerment things. What kind of artists do you listen to as far as uh, women? So legit, my favorite artist right now is Megan Thee Stallion. How could she not be? How could she not be? I mean, oh my god, I'm from Houston, so we okay, have our okay. Like, what do they call it? Nationalism, but mm-hmm. like in the city. Like, I have a hardcore, like, city um, pride. And she reps, you know, what I think my podcast is. I so, think, I think I mean, you're right. I was jamming her album all morning. That new fever? Um, that fever? Yes, my goal is to get her on my podcast. I'm trying to manifest it. So put ma'am, it out there. Ma'am, you deserve it because I think that uh, what she's about, like she had this hottie party at the ranch last night. I was so mad. Yeah. I didn't make it see, to the I'm hottie Atlanta ranch. Right now. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta right now or I would have been there. But I was <laughs> at her concert, what, about less than a month ago in Houston. And it was it was a turn up. It was her on the stage by herself, nothing else, like, she is, you know, definitely one of the ones. You know, I think everybody else, you know, along with me is, is, is a Cardi, too. Like, you know, I, I like Cardi B. I like how she has taken some of these songs that have, I don't want to necessarily say, say degraded, but some people would say degraded women and mm-hmm. has flipped it to the woman's point of view. Like that, remember that song, that chicken head ball? ball yes, chicken, yes, I do. Ball, ball, you know, that was, you know, calling a girl ball head scallywag. And she turned that around. And I remember hearing that first time I was actually having sex with my lover at the mm-hmm. time. And, okay. like, just hearing it, I went in on him. Like, I felt empowered in my sexuality. So those two women are definitely two that I listen to. And then I am kind of a little bit of an old intro, so I'm constantly listening to this Jill Scott versus Erica Badu playlist, which has, like, a hundred songs from both of them mixed together. Mm-hmm. And between those four ladies, like, I am, like, feeling like an empress on the top of the world, you know, listening to those women. Okay. I um I didn't, uh, when you said Jill Scott, first thing I thought about was Crown Royal. Because these are the things that inspire my soul sexually, you know. 
I will say mm-hmm. that uh, Megan Thee Stallion's big old freak had me realign with you know, you know, you know, you feel every word she's saying. Like you have uh, aligned with everything that she has said at one time in this song, right? And you know, it, I, sometimes you just forget. You just forget that that's who you really are. And I, I think that, um, like you said, you know, when you heard Chicken Head, you got inspired. I think that there's certain things that come to mute with through the music, you know, that kind of help you Definitely. remember who you are. <laughs> right. I remember, remember, like, I am that. I'm that chick. Yeah, I'm you that chick. <laughs> okay. So you said you're from uh, Houston. Yep, H-Town, girl, and proud. Okay. Uh, and do you live in Atlanta or are you just visiting? I'm just visiting. So I'll be here for the weekend till Monday. Okay, Atlanta is fun. Um, there's a lot of uh, positive sexual energy flowing around here. So one thing I can say about Atlanta is, especially for the black female community, um, I've never really seen people gather and get together and support each other for new progressive sexual movements like here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So um, I came to Atlanta a few, like last summer, and mm-hmm. I came for a, a masturbation workshop. It was a tantric workshop. Masturbation and it was like workshop? Oh. Yes, about manifesting with your pussy, all this stuff. Okay. And... I had never seen 25, 30 black women of the whole rainbow together. You know, like in Houston, if you've got 10-ish women, like you're doing good. But to Mm -hmm. see a big room full of women of all, you know, you know, we come in every color of the rainbow. To see that, like, was awesome. And I feel like that's something special that Atlanta has as far as, like, that support in our community for the new progressive things that are going to build our, you know, community as a whole. Yeah, I will say I have to agree with you there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, where I'm from, we don't really do that. You know, <laughs> we do. Uh, where are you you're from? Not going, I'm from Indiana, Gary, particularly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not about to walk into. A, yeah, you're not going to walk into a masturbation workshop. <laughs> well, it might be not, if it's going to be 45 year old white women. 40, see, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what you might see. And that's cool, but, you know, it's different when you're walking into a room with, you know, women that look like you, and even your age, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of young girls that were already on that same vibe, and that's rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do feel like um, that masturbation is important when it comes to sexuality because it helps you get aligned with what you like. Not necessarily, right. you know, what somebody else thinks you should like. It teaches you how you want to be touched, what's too much, you know, how much pressure you really want to deal with. Right. Absolutely. You know. And see, so there's a young lady, um, and she's actually a, a white girl. Um, not that that matters, but uh, just to show that this goes across the board, she's a virgin. She's a young adult, and um, she's never even touched herself or anything like that. And um, I'm actually going to sit down with her in the next day or so and dive deeper into that and actually promote her to give herself self-love and to, you know, start to, you know, experience that. And that there's, you know, you're not betraying God and you're not betraying, you know, your future partner or anything like that 
by doing that, you're only actually, I think, securing yourself into making an even better decision when you do finally choose a partner. You know, if the one that you're going to be with and have sex with for the rest of your life is going to be that one, you know, being able to engage with yourself and um, understand yourself on a sensual level and not a sexual level will only, you know, I think make you a little bit more armed when you are ready to make that decision with a person. So I totally agree um, that that's important, you know, not just from someone who's having sex all the time, but for someone who's never had sex. I think it's important what you just mentioned, uh, sensuality versus sexuality. Those are two mm-hmm. um, separate, separate concepts. You know, they fall on the same plane. But um, I've noticed that a lot of people, even myself at times, but a lot of people that I've had sex with, um, the quality isn't there because they have trouble connecting and being mm-hmm. present to the senses. So if you could mm-hmm. just explain a little bit what the difference is to you. Okay. So... Sexuality, to me, is tied more to, um, I, would, I mean, physical touch, like the actual engaging in the act of sex. So that could be anywhere from kissing to penetration, anal, you know, the whole thing, right? And then sexuality is the feeling or the emotion or the energy that you could get just from, yeah, doing it or just even the thought of it right so um i have been tapping into my tantric practice and in my tantric practice i attempt to um boost and heal and empower the partner that i'm with um through sacred touch and moving energy around and there's no actual sex involved we may kiss, but there's no um, penetration or anything like that. It's all about, um, like, one big thing is, like, sacred dance, you know, moving energy around with just your hips and, you know, the energy that's in between your legs, you know, that sensuality, but pushing that energy to him without putting the P in the V, you know what I'm saying? and looking in each other's eyes and doing breathing and just a lot of intentional energy exchange versus the accidental or the side effect energy exchange that happens when you, you know, have good sex. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's easy to get attached to that physical feeling because that that deeper, that sensual feeling is a little scary sometimes because you can't control it if you've ever hit that kind of energy. Right, 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 right. In another plane. Right, especially if you do it unintentionally. You may call it something else, or you may freak out a little bit because you didn't realize you didn't, you know, touch, you know, up, you know, the the the, you know that godlike feeling because you're on another realm, and that orgasm took you there, and y'all hadn't even had sex. You know, Mm. y'all just actually connected on an energetic level and not necessarily a physical level. Do you feel like men are under a lot of pressure sexually? Uh, I mean, yeah. that's that's a loaded question. Yeah, I have conversations with men all the time that um, the foreplay game is quite trash because they think Mm -hmm. that women care more about the 
penis and they care more about the penetration. So they spend, well, you know, I did a poll and women do care more. Like if I could choose one for the rest of my life, I'm going to take the dick over, you know, get it <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. But, but so the thing is, that's true, but numbers are facetious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I do feel like pressure is hard to be to say, oh, yes, men have a lot of pressure to perform well in sex. Who created that pressure? Who created this climate? Y'all did. We didn't create this climate of how sex is and ultra, you know, mandingo use, you know, just penis thrusting and all that stuff. Like, y'all kind of hardcore for a very long time pushed this quote-unquote divine masculine energy and now y'all can't live up to the hype. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like now there's this huge wave of divine feminine energy that is just taking over the world in every aspect. And the men who are tapped into that and are tapped into that emotional and mental side of sex and not just the physical, they don't feel pressure. But mm-hmm. the ones that are ultimate macho and only have that physical, pragmatic side of their penis, yeah, they feel the pressure. And they are hearing, you know, maybe some feedback that's not just, oh, yeah, it's just it's great and it's wonderful and it's good enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how they're used to their mom <laughs> sir, sir, just praising them. <laughs> right, right, sir, right. So my be. thing is, yeah, take a step back. And and take a and take and de um de process or unprocess what they're really saying. Are they really saying that you know that there's a lot of pressure to have sex, or are they saying that there's more to it than just sex, and they don't know that whole formula? I think it's that because usually when we dive deeper into it, we're not talking about oh well, you don't sex me right. Mm-hmm. It's really you're not engaging with me. You're not connecting with me. You're not giving me more than the penetration. Like that's good, but me being the queen, the whatever that I am, I deserve more than that. And yes, it's a lot of effort, and you have to be engaged, and you have to be adaptive, and you have to be proactive to what you know we've talked about that I need, and you have to be reactive to what my body responds to. You. And that's a lot. That's damn near like a job. And it should be. <laughs> it, it is pretty, um, yeah, you kind of got to get the job done. And I don't mean to say it like that's that, right. but I do. I do mean to say it like that. You kind of, kind of, that's get the thing. We got to stop apologizing. We got to stop making what we're saying a little smaller. No, he, 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 I'm just kidding. Or I ain't meaning like that. We did mean it like that. And if men did the same thing, they wouldn't apologize or they wouldn't halfway say, you know, they say, oh, well, if you don't put your dick, another woman will. And that's like a thing. That is a thing that's totally normal. Yeah, and they say that. They don't You're apologize right. for that. And it's damn near fucked up. So, you know, we have to, we don't even go that far. So we have to say it and mean it. And they'll, they, they still want to have sex with us. They still want to have sex with you. You just have to stand your pussy ground. Stand your pussy ground. I like that. Yeah. And that is so important when it, especially when it comes to that empowerment. Women lose that voice. Like you just stated, women right. lose that voice and uh we don't want to tell them, um, no, I was not right. satisfied after this three and a half hours of you humping my back. 
you know, we right. feel like we're supposed to push time, through that. Right. And at the same time, we also can't take the pillow princess role of thinking that our men are mind readers and thinking that just because they are these, we want them to be the dominant strong men, but they never can take guidance. And so in my tantric practice, I practice dominant submission. And what I mean by that is I will run the show. I will tell the man what I want him to do when, right? Mm -hmm. But, all the while that I do that, my body language, my positioning, and where I am will be in that submissive position. So, for example, I'll make a man stand, you know, in a doorway. Let's say you're going from the hallway to the to the bedroom. I'm going to make you stand in that doorway. I'm going to make you put your hands at the top corners and your feet at the bottom corners. And you can't move. And I'm going to lay on the ground, spread open, naked in front of you and I'm going to tell you what to do and I'm going to ask you questions and I'm going to give you affirmations and direction based on, you know, our connection and our interaction and what you need. So me, I'm dominant. I'm quote unquote running the show, but what's more submissive than a woman laying naked in front of you with her legs open, you know, there's nothing really more submissive than that. So that's how you can, balance out both of your divine masculine divine feminine energy and instead of always taking the back seat or the submissive submissive role or the passive submissive role and rolling your eyes and being um not happy you can take control and you can lead in a still very feminine and womanly way and i'm telling you once you release a man from that threshold He's going to rapture you, and he's going to be connected to you, and he's going to know what you need. But we have to give what we want to get. And so that's what I do in my tantra practice. I give a man what I would want if I were him. I mean, yeah, and if the roles are reversed. And I get what I need, and I'm more than satisfied. And I've had amazing results from the actual sexual experience and also from, like, them going on throughout their life and saying, you know, I feel a lot more sure of myself. My intuition is unblocked. I, you know, feel more powerful and I'm going out and I'm standing my ground and being more dominant in the workplace. Thus, they're making more money. Thus, them feeling like better providers. Thus, them being sure of themselves there. So they're sure of themselves in the bedroom and they're giving you better sex. So the cycle comes back around. You just have to invest the energy. You have to invest the energy. I do think that um, that balance is important, and I like how you mentioned dominant submission because it's kind of it sounds like you know an oxymoron, but you can be in different positions and still know how to receive. I think that uh, yes. that dominant position is important because uh, it gives you that voice. Yes, yes, it gives you that voice to Speak request, up. and I like that position because um, it makes you deal with desire not just physical mm-hmm. not just physical requirements right right and it's good to to balance out what they the men see and what they hear or what they feel um because you know men are visual people so you can feed them visually what they're used to but feed their mind something what they're maybe not used to from a woman and 
you'd be amazed at some of the results. Like, I mean, I could give you guys another good little tactic on how to spiritually suck a man's dick. Mm-hmm. That is something that I uh, pride myself on. <laughs> so if y'all want to know, I'll tell y'all. Um, but it's a great technique. Ma'am, of course. Okay, okay. So this is how you spiritually suck a man's dick. So um, he, y'all could be laying down or standing up, you know, either way where he is over you. He's he's in a higher level than you are. So let's say he's standing up and you catch him where you literally just kneel down in front of him submitting, right? So you pull open, you know, the penis and you start making out with the penis, right? Give him, oh, this is a regular dick suck. This is great. I'm getting my dick sucked for no reason. It's the morning time, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And as you're sucking his dick, take a step back and slow down a little bit. And I want you to um, put intention into your dick sucking. So maybe the first thing you say is, what you got to do today, baby? Keep kissing, keep licking, Make, let him answer you. If you can't hear him, say, I can't hear you. Make him speak up. Make him open up his throat chakra. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got a meeting today. Okay, good. So you're going to be productive today? Ask him a question. Make him say yes. Make him give you affirmations. Yes. Okay. So um, you're going to you know, kill it at your meeting? Keep And when he's answering you, suck his dick. Lick on him, kiss on him, you know what I'm saying? And so I would keep going through that process of, you know, you know you're powerful, right? And kiss on him, kiss around the dick, you know, tease him a little bit until he answers. And when he answers, give him positive feedback of actually some more strokes on the head or some more licks on the balls or whatever. And say, you know, you're going to have a great, you're going to close that business deal today, aren't you, baby? I sure am. Yes, I am. And you do the same process of kissing it until he answers. And when he gives you that affirmation, yes, by the end of it, he's going to be screaming, yes, I'm powerful and I'm going to win and I'm a whatever, you know, whatever it is that you needed to be intention that you put into his root chakra, into his, you know, into his intuition, into his penis. And then finish it off. He, you know, it should be way easier for him to have an orgasm too, because there's so much positive energy flowing around. And if he doesn't have an orgasm, go ahead and sit on it, finish the deal, you know what I'm saying, with some good morning sex or whatever, and then watch him leave and go out. And I guarantee you he's going to be like, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do, you know, in, in, in that dick sucking session because I want to keep getting my dick sucked like that. You know what I'm saying? I want to keep getting um, that positive feedback. Men love that. Men love to hear, you know, you, you're the best. That sounds you like know, a great you know, I start love you. to a grown man's day. Okay. That sounds like a great okay. start today. I you hope, know, ladies, I little... hope you all took notes on that. You can always <laughs> replay the podcast. I think I, I appreciate you sharing that, Jim, with the people doing it for the call. No problem. Yes. And, I mean, I've been doing a few, um, well, not a few. I've been doing a good amount of sessions with women and with couples. And um, it's, Really, what I've noticed is when it comes to sex and it comes to sexual advancement, sexual enjoyment, um, most of the things are not as complicated as what people think. They think that it's going to be this, like, magic formula of arithmetic to get them there. 
and really it's addition subtraction you know it's the simple things it is breaking it down and and doing the basics that you need to do to satisfy each other or to connect with each other because there's so much going on in the world we're so advanced we're moving so fast that we are shortcutting and skipping everything instant gratification is like the main form of gratification and when you break it down and extend or expand on what your gratification can be and and not get to the orgasm or the ejaculation so quickly you realize that the journey was way better than the destination and that's how you connect more that's how we stay together more that's how we you know manifest together and we um are successful together and we build love is through through that, and I, I mean, I've felt that it works. I haven't had a negative response since. So, I like how you, you mentioned know? the uh, the chakras. I like how you talk about opening uh, all the energy, not just you know the we, a lot of times we focus on base level when uh, we got a little bit right. further to go. So what right, is, uh, right, right, and depending on the man, you know, they may need something different. You know, that was actually going to be my next busy. question. What uh, what advice would you give men who um, are struggling to speak up? Uh, okay. Like in a, in a sexual way to saying what they need? In a sensual way, actually. Because they're pretty good saying what they need sexually. They don't really... Well, <laughs> real talk, start with talking to your other men. You know, sit down and have, you know, a real, you know, real, real conversation with your guys. Because I feel like the men they open up to each other and they start to realize that um, they're not so different on a man level. Then they feel comfortable, you know, going to talk to their women. But um, another thing that I would suggest for men, um, and this is kind of hard depending on where you're living, but uh, something called the truth tub. And so uh, the truth tub is, you know, run a, a bath for you and your woman or whoever your partner is. And, you get in the tub, and she's going to think, oh, my gosh, this is so sweet. And you're, you're already going to be touching on so many sensual levels just by running a bath for your woman, maybe put some candles out, whatever, right? And in the truth tub, it's very simple. You tell the truth, right? You make it known that this is a safe space, no judgment, and you get in the tub together, face each other. And, you know, you may rub on each other or just, you know, have in, uh, in, in intimate touch. And create a space. And it's something about the water. It's very tied to your emotions. And it flows, right? So it's kind of like a medium to, like, you know, it kind of makes you feel like you're back in the womb again. You know, you feel safe to express, hey, you know what? I I need you to, you know, make, you know, give me some affirmations. Or I need you to. You know, um, not just wrestling sex. Cause I've even had men say, she doesn't want to fuck me. She don't even like, you know, go through all the steps anymore. And they feel some kind of way because they're not this man who doesn't want to just do straight fucking all the time. And they do want sensualness. Um, and go through and just tell each other truth back and forth. Yeah, and women then appreciate keep going. That. Yes. And then make a plan on, okay, now that these are the truths, what are we going to do when we get out this stuff? Okay, we're going to make a choice to um, acknowledge what you need sensually as a man 
and maybe what I need physically as a woman. It may be opposite. Like a lot of times, um, you know, we're not always essential creatures. We may be more primal, you know, as women. And then you let the water out the tub, and when you let that water out the tub, you let that shit that you released wash away. You let it wash away, and you leave what needs to be left in the tub, and you move forward, and you go have sex or go take action on whatever y'all just let go in the truth tub. Yeah, that sounds extremely positive and extremely beneficial for everyone involved. Man, let me tell you, my, and what's so crazy is as I've been moving forward with the Pussy Party podcast, and I have a spiritual business and a spiritual practice that y'all can hear that comes out in almost every answer, um, they merge and they collide so much. And I have shameless plug. Uh, well, it's not shameless because I don't live in shame no more. No, no. But no, no. Um, I have a book called 30 Ways to Start Manifesting. And um, it's for people who are, um, embarking on their spiritual journey or feel like they are awakening spiritually. And usually the sexual awakening and the spiritual awakening are damn near like aligned. They usually happen right after each other or about at the same time. And um, in this book, I have like the truth tub or I have um, ways to heal yourself or do certain uh, to uh, spiritual work to like attract your ideal partner. And a lot of those things correlate sexually hand in hand. So, you know, if anybody is looking for like a little guidance, go check me out on Amazon, 30 ways okay. to start manifesting. Okay. Thank you for sharing <laughs> and, all that. We are uh, about to wrap up. So can you let them know where they can find the pussy podcast? Yes. 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 So my website is the uh, www.thepussypartypodcast.com. On, on Instagram, I am at Pussy, so it, you spell it how Uncle Ply says it, P-W-U-S-S-Y, Party Podcast. And I have Facebook, the Pussy Party Podcast, and Twitter, at Pussy Party Pod. Uh, but my main place that I engage my um, followers is Instagram, so check me out on at Pussy Party Podcast. Thank you. I'm going to turn it back over to Ty Davis. Sounds good. Thank you so much. As I sat and listened, I heard you talk about chakras. I heard you talk about spiritual fellatio. I heard you talk about some things that I'm going to listen to this over. So I can get yes, some Yes, yes. Call me if you yes. have something specific. Like, how open up his third eye? Like, I, I got you. Let me know uh, what you need. You know, I'm I'm always developing something. I'm coming out with a CBD infused clit stimulation uh, serum for women. Oh, so I'm, I'm just out here doing the work, doing the work for women. Yes. So it's called Panty Dropper. So if you want to check that out, go to PantyDropperOil.com. But it is good stuff. Good stuff for oh, women. And it tastes good too. So they, it's good for self pleasure and it's good for you know getting a cat ache. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, look. Okay, wait, look. Okay, all right. <laughs> so on that note, Richard, I'm going to tell you, you, everything, uh, every week I leave my guests with a mantra that I've learned, um, and you just really embodied all of that today. So, again, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. And that mantra is be intentional with your plans and manifest your best. 
hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. at officialdfd.com. Follow us on social media at officialdfd. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some.